Welcome to Legend of the Lens Podcast. We got week four of the LCS coming at you hot and really annoyingly. <laughs> Anthony opened his big dumb mouth. I had to say a damn thing about this. I had to. And then they let me down the next day. For those of you who weren't uh, in our personal DMs, <laughs> Anthony, I made a comment about Optic switching their mid laner, and Anthony went in before Optic 2 O's. Uh, and then we were in a call watching the Optic TSM game. And oh my god, the amount of times he just held his head in his hands, I imagined his voice chat, and just went, why did I have to open my mouth? And me going, yeah, you're really fucked up. Just to pour salt on the wound. Oh, baby, it was a good week, except for when it wasn't. Oh my god. So you want to just go right into our picks for this week? Uh, I th- yeah, I think the week was a little more exciting than we thought it would be, but not in a good way for either of us. No, not at all. <laughs> but it was definitely a little bit more, uh, a little more fodder than we were anticipating. So let's get into the. <laughs> yeah, we walked into this thinking it was going to be a real landslide for landslide for TL TSM. One sided, yeah. But uh, oh boy, did that not happen? We were uh, we were a little bit incorrect on that one. So. so you want, to, you want to go down? No, you go. All right, so uh, TL came out in 2-0. Kind of, they're kind of getting back into form from the looks of it. Uh, TSM went 1-1 one one because they hate me. Uh, and C9 went 1-1 because one they, one they hate me. They'd like to watch us be in pain all yeah. the time. Yeah, it was good to see TL step back into the form that I'm used to seeing them, or at least get closer to what I, I like seeing out of them. They seemed a lot more put together in a macro sense this uh, this weekend, and it seemed like they were a little more active and a little less um, sort of unsure of what they should be doing, which I like to see from one of the top teams, especially going into Rift Rivals, um, which we're going to talk about later. Yeah. So, uh, Any other notable picks this week? I mean... Just, uh... CLG, we expected that. Clutch, I should have expected Clutch that. Clutch is a I bit didn't. high variance, as always. Uh, Echo Fox seems to be equally high variance. Are we, wait, are we even again? Uh, yes, or wait. No, I'm... No, we got six and six again this week. Wait, what? Oh, mother... I might have written that down wrong in my thing over here. I thought... No, yeah, yeah, yeah I have it right. We're, we're uh, six, six and four. Yeah, both of us. Damn. Why do why are we why do we have, we we don't have the same picks anymore? No, we, we really have don't. The same <laughs> exact record of twenty one and twenty one to nine. Me picking Fox over Optic, I guess, worked out, even though it shouldn't have. And <laughs> I don't know. I don't even so, know. So uh, Fox put in Lorla this week, which I'm just kind of like. Oh yeah, they so, did. Solo was your best player. What? He was. I don't. I don't know. They're just trying. I think they're throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. And it, more power to them. I don't know the answer. It's just. I don't know. Fox is in a hole. Uh, Clutch is kind of in a hole. Fly is definitely in a hole. Oi. Just uh, hello. Uh oh. Not again, no. Uh, uh. Are we back?
Uh oh. That's no bueno. I'm gonna end the call. Not go. sure what just happened. Uh, all hell broke loose. Not sure what just happened because I was able to join every other channel I'm a part of this call. So anyway, sorry about that. Can I change the region that this call is on? I'm in charge of the call now, so I... We're both in charge of the call. And we're, uh, we're oh. in U.S. East. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's... I don't know. Maybe you move us to Central because apparently that's a better server. Okay. Sorry about that. So where were we? Uh. Oh, solo. I was I was wondering why you were talking over me so aggressively. <laughs> Turns out it's because I cut. Yeah, I um, can't hear you at all. Yeah, that's fair. So I was saying that solo. You were saying throw shit against the wall, see if it sticks. But solo is stuck. If you're the reason your team beats TL, MSI finalist, favorite to be in the top three easily, to fav like favorite to go to worlds, right? If you are the reason your team is winning on that carry gangplank pick, I'm not sure that you should be getting cut. But I don't know. I'm not a fucking coach. Yeah. I guess they still have some room to experiment, but. I mean, it it doesn't really look like they're going to make playoffs. Which it's, is why they have room to experiment. Yeah, so I guess they they can just see what's going on, get ready for next year at this point. Like, I, they're not going to make Worlds, probably 100%. Oh, God, I would be shocked. I, they have 10 points, and if they don't make playoffs, they cannot even enter the gauntlet. And I'm pretty sure they need to at least get 30 or 40 points, which means they'd have to be a top four team which it, it's just not in the cards for this team and they need to re reassess and reevaluate where they want to go for next year i agree i think they've been a little inconsistent with like spurts of glory and extremely good play uh followed by periods where they just seem to lack an identity uh or a clear plan but i you know. i don't know why they sort of blew up their team after last year because last year they were doing really good didn't they i think they went to a final last year didn't they I think it was a third place match. I don't think they were in the finals last year. I think they were in spring finals. Because TSM got knocked out, remember? Oh yeah, you're right. It's I have not thought about that in a while. I'm sorry. Uh, let me just double check. Ah, okay. Um, but yeah, they, they were doing really well last year. I think they had a first place finish too, didn't they? It was no, that was a hundred thieves. But they were, they were, they were content. No, no, I remember now. It hundred was, thieves didn't finish first either. No, they finished first uh, in regular season. Oh, in regular season, I was gonna say. Uh, no, Echo Fox went to the third place match. That's what I'm remembering. But still, it's a lot better than not making playoffs or sixth. So, I, I just, I don't, know. I don't know what to help them with. Uh, to go ahead and experiment. It's gonna make for awful games, but sometimes you'll beat Optic because they put in Scarlet. Sometimes you'll beat Optic, and sometimes you'll get beat by FlyQuest. All right, I think that's enough uh, random talk about our picks. We should move on to our uh, two match highlights. Points. 
First up, we have uh, TSM versus Optic, which is my pain. Yeah, we're going to touch on Anthony's sorrow first, and then we're going to get to my sorrow. Uh, and we're going to try and... I mean, I want to say divvy it up evenly, but knowing Anthony, we've allotted significantly more time to C9's loss, so... <sighs> so, we're back he and I watched this follow through. He didn't deny it. Good. <laughs> and uh, I am pissed. Royally pissed. Because, Why this time? Because TSM had really good objective control up until yes, somewhere did. around 14 minutes. Somewhere around 14 minutes, they didn't they have any Grievous Wounds items, so anytime they fought Optic, Optic just had double the health bars because they're running Trundle, Vlad. they're running uh, Aatrox, and they're running Vladimir. Why That's are a lot we of picking healing. these? Also, why are we blind-picking blind uh, uh, Syndrome mid with Vladimir up with Zaya already picked, that's two targets you can't hit now. Mm. What's going on? You already have Aatrox on the board. You, you're not gonna fucking kill Aatrox. You're, you're Syndra. So, so what's going on? Why would you pick Syndra here? I don't like that pick in the slightest. And then they pick Nautilus, who is useless this whole game. The whole goddamn game. All I would do was watch Nautilus go in and die. And Lux is on the board, by the way. No one picked Lux. Nah. Nah. Wait, you went in and died? Huh? I think you said. Never mind. I don't know. They picked not when TK was up and Morg. Morg's a hard Oh, I remember that. Oh, oh I remember that. To freaking Nautilus. And I'm just. I saw that pick in my rewatch and I'm like, wait a minute. Why? Why would you yeah. blind pick this? Morg yeah, is that's up. a lot. <sighs> And then Lux. I think they were. They might have been hoping they pick Lux. Might have. And what? Flex the knot? No. 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 Uh, TSM pick knot and hope they would pick Lux, not Morgana. Oh, I see. So, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I think TSM's draft is really. It was wonky. Really had a couple of bad picks. I don't mind. I don't mind the Siver. <laughs> yeah, the Siver's fine. She's crazy um, right now, so... I guess Gangplank was fine. I don't know. I don't feel like Gangplank has a lot of... He seems safe in Aatrox as a professional. I guess. He just doesn't feel great in Aatrox for me, at least. But That's fair, but I think in the general, like, professional world, it seems like it's, like, safe enough to just sit back and farm, and then you have enough kill pressure on a gank that, like, if you can get ahead, it's okay, but... So, uh, TSM ran early I'm not dive. mad about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not that mad about it. It's a pretty decent pick in, in general. But yeah. TSM got an early dive off and didn't manage to get the kill onto uh, Gangplank, which I think would have probably really helped no, him. No, and it blew his flash. Yeah, I, I don't think he needed to blow that flash. Um, uh, he, he was one tower. He, he had the aggro. He was one tower hit. I don't know. Uh, but then he gets reverse ganked by Meteos. Yeah, he gets ganked twice. Medios. Yeah, he gets ganked twice down. in a row, and he falls for it. They lose the tower off that. They lose mid tower from it too, and all they get for it is I think two two drakes in mid turret, and they had to burn Harold to get that drake too. So, yeah, it, TSM were doing pretty good. They ended up trading mostly even, but having the dragon stacks is normally better than having towers, and just because the dragon stacks work better late. Because you can get Elder Drake, but you can get Elder Drake, and it makes you just more of a threat in general, regardless, right? Like you're a bigger lane yes. bully, you do more damage, you can threaten objectives. 
But, like a tower going down is obviously good, but it doesn't offer necessarily the same long-term benefit because it offers you some sort of short-term pressure and some general pressure, but not the same as having an ocean drake. And, so, I agree. so once we get past the early-ish, the early-ish and mid-game transfer and we're fully in the mid-game, TSM have total control now, basically. They got an inhibitor down and they're ready to close out the game. Only problem... They have you one think, you'd like to thank item. Them. They have one grievous wounds item, and it's on Syndra. That's the only one. And Syndra isn't known for her multi-target attacking. Do you know who is known for her multi-target attacking? Sivir. Sivir. Do you know what Sivir didn't get until 31 minutes? A grievous wounds item. Yes, sir. A grievous wounds item against Vladimir. To be fair, up until this point... None of those champions were threats. Aatrox was really snowball. Aatrox had gotten like three ganks. That's where all of their attention were put. Aatrox was their frontline carry right now. Fair, but like there was a 0-2 Vlad up until like 26-ish minutes. That was when he TP'd in and flanked and got the two kills or something. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. TSM really botched a rotation of topside and they didn't Yeah, and they got teleported on by Scarlet. Uh, I just... I don't. I don't know how you botch that rotation like that. I don't know how you still don't have grievous wounds items. Like I, what I haven't. It's really not that expensive. You don't have it to isn't. finish it. You can... At twenty four minutes, Sivir had a pickaxe in her inventory. That means she one hundred percent could have just bought it. And, and it's not like you're like, oh, I really need this BF sword right now. No, you could have just bought the freaking e, the freaking yeah. exe. It, it, it. That's it. That's all you need. And then half their healing's gone. On three of these goddamn champions, they're so powerful. It would have killed Trundle in like one or two, one of those uh, instances. I'm pretty sure. It would have been really good for Vladimir too, who became fed because he was basically unable to die for a couple of fights. And then I think the final nail in the coffin was uh, the 36 minute Baron, where Zven just sort of walks in there. Oh my god! He has no flash. He, he has no GP ult. His jungler's in his base. I don't know what he's doing there, but this is a more happened more than once with Zen, and it needs to stop. Wait. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't understand Zen. Why are you running in there? You got no vision. You have a blue trinket. You can pop that from freaking mid turret, and then oh, just. Oh. And then even after yeah. that, even after that, they have another move. They have another move. They position to try and fight for mid wave, but they position in the left bush of mid lane instead of positioning in uh, the bush behind Raptors in the enemy jungle to proxy the wave further and put pressure on the inhibitor. Oh yeah, Sven ran around the entire other side. Holy shit! Yeah, he ran in blind and got shot for it. So they, they could have threatened an inhibitor, Baron, and the wave all at the same time and made, uh, who the hell are we playing? An optic actually pressure them for it instead of just stand on their wave and walk it down. Because if, if from their tier two turret, optic just start walking down with their wave, TSM just bolts up for a free inhibitor and then backs and meets them at their own inhibitor. But, but no, TSM have to just screw it all up and fail that. And I just, ah. Uh, and then there's one more fight where Nock gets caught and dies, and that's it. That's the game. That's basically it. I'm just... I don't... I don't understand that macro decision-making, and they... 
Oh, oh yeah. Broken Blade had three teleports that I felt were awful. They were okay. so stupid. Uh, Which ones? Uh, the one after the Vladimir flank where he TP's top to join the 3v5. That's just brain dead. Why would you do that? You died. You died for the support. Instead, he could have TP'd bot lane and buffed the minions with the 30 seconds left of Baron. He could have TP'd to the wave top lane, gotten another uh, inhibitor that way too. He could he did, he could have threatened their base, and I forget exactly what happened after that, but it definitely would have netted them something other than uh, dying. Just, I don't, I just don't get it. I don't, I don't get why he TP'd top to join them. Then there was Me another either. one at Elder Drake, where he just burned it. He basically just wasted it TPing in behind them. Yeah, I just... saw that. He also, yeah. Ugh, just some awkward timings on his teleports. I, I don't... I, I feel like that was definitely a contributor because TSM didn't have a TP mid, so it's not like they have another time to try that. Yeah. They have Sivers, but let's just flank with Sivir, guys. Yeah, the 3 Sivir. So yeah, that's what really grinds my gears. Also, Scarlet played really well. I don't want to say Scarlet's played really well, but Scarlet played without fear, and that definitely helped him. Yeah, he had a rough early game starting off 0-2-2, but he had a really smart TP flank that netted him a double, and from that, he was able to snowball with his team really, really well. And like you said, he didn't seem afraid, right? Like, that was something I was looking at with him coming in, was like, well, is he going to be intimidated? This is Bjergsen, right? This is TSM. Uh, but he played League of Legends uh, like he was just playing the game, right? He, he didn't seem to be especially worried. He had some extremely like bold Q. plays. What? Just like Solo Q. Kind of, but not really. <laughs> I mean, he had that play where he went under their uh, inhibitor tower mid, and uh, his whole team was behind him. He trusted them to come up, and they came up, and they got some kills off it, got some mm. objectives off it. It was, it was <laughs> really, really died. good. Well, he died, but he died. Like, he lived a, he lived a while, and he did what he needed to do for his team. Meteos died to tower, which is upsetting, but... I mean, they got the inhibitor off there. You can't really be like, oh, we lost our mid laner and our jungler for an inhibitor and three kills. Darn! Dang, Nabbit. Ah, if only we had done a little better. <laughs> True. Yeah. But it looked like a lot of really good coordination from Optic. A lot of their problems we saw last split, they're like sort of inability to have a plan or they're sort of like uh, not really knowing what to do or where to be going it seemed completely different here like it was good to see that it's not just crown at least in this game um once they had a little bit of an edge or they had some room to breathe they were able to transition that into some really really intelligent macro game plays really intelligent objective based plays and really intelligent fights which is something that's really exciting to see from a team who last split had a lot a lot a lot of those issues uh, and it's good to see that it's not just the mid laner like some people thought it was, right? That it's more than just Crown holding the team together. Because if it's just Crown, then that might be a problem. And it's, I mean, that's definitely a problem in its own way. <laughs> Hello? I, I, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm pretty sure that this scared for a second. was more of um, TSM failing to close out uh, their games this weekend than. Uh, I completely agree. However, yeah, it's not. I do. I do think Optic looked a little more confident than they had in the past, and looked like they had a plan. Well, right? I, I mean, they've been looking kind of like this this whole split. Like they. I know. I'm just saying the... that it looks like that even without Crown, which is good. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
is that I'm just happy to see for optics sake and optics fans sake that it's not just crown holding the team together that even yeah. without crown even with scarlet who had like negative 48 gp15 or gd15 and uh, uh fucking academy he was able to come in play confidently play well with the team uh and succeed and that to me shows that it's not just like two players and the million of the and the jungler putting the team on their back but it's a whole team culture of like really understanding what they're doing and pushing it in a specific way. Also, Dokla played a champion. That's not Poppy, Anthony. And he didn't look bad. It's Aatrox. He's the most broken champion in the game right now. Yeah, but you never he's gave him any credit on Aatrox before. It's only ever Poppy. He got la- he's got his lane camp too. Like what? He's the only okay. one that got his la- got their lane gank. So you uh, okay? I'm just trying to give Dokla some credit here. I will never give Dokla credit. When did Douglas gonna go like fifty and zero against TSM? He's gonna win TSM? worlds in one of these days, and I'm just gonna be like, nope, he's garbage. Bench him, dude. <laughs> I can put Piglet top anything, but then. Boy, I don't know about that. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, so Should we transition to my pain? Yeah. So thank you for coming to my TED talk about why I hate TSM this weekend. I actually don't have as long of a sort of solo rant to go on. <laughs> Alright, so now we're gonna go. And Anthony really spun that one for a while. So now we're gonna go to Matt's TED talk about uh, C9 versus. I just said this isn't a TED talk. Too bad. (laughs) Alright. Fine. Okay. Right off the bat, I liked the early draft from 100 Thieves. They prioritized uh, one of the top champions of the game and the best bottom lane in the game. Great start. Although I don't think Kench Ash is that bad. Uh, especially with Zazel and Sneaky. I think it's a pretty safe lane. Uh, and the Ash arrow did, as we see, forced uh, Aphromoon and a few other people to get QSSs, which is always nice. Uh, Akali, I'm always 50-50 on. I trust Licorice, uh, and I kind of trust Niski, but it seemed really risky. They didn't seem to have like a super good front line uh, going into the game. Well, yeah, uh, especially they, they nerfed it. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Yeah, and also they nerfed it, and also he went Conqueror driving. He didn't see. I don't think he was going tank driving this game. Um, yeah, like he went red smite, red damage or uh, warrior. So like, this was like a damage comp, which is fine. You can play a damage comp, but you you need to get ahead. And frankly, they were ahead for a while. For like the first fifteen minutes of the game, I think they had like a four or five k gold lead. They had the Drakes. Um, they were trading the kills back and forth. Uh, uh, C9 never had a more more than a 2.3k gold lead. I thought they had 4k at one point. Okay, so they weren't super far ahead, but they had good objective control in their dragons. They were on top of every single Drake for the early game uh, and moving into mid-game. For me, what seemed to be one of the big shifts was at about 11 minutes, there was a really weird play uh, at like the entrance to Blue Jungle near the, uh, uh, what's it called, Herald Pit, you know, topside. 100 Thieves Blue Side Jungle. So the team's all there, and they're, like, getting ready to disengage. Just walk away. They get the Herald. Um, 100 C9 gets the Herald. 100 Thieves is in their Blue Side Jungle. And instead of walking away, Blabber walks forward and ults amazing after Niski Gragas ults Gragas out. So they're trying to disengage. He flag drag ours, gets the Gragas uh, flash, then he gets Grag assaulted into the into Fake God, and he has to blow his flash. Uh, and he ends up actually getting out, but he started this really weird scattered fight that 
was really odd to me. And it ended up with it ended with Blabber getting killed eventually by Victor. And I think they picked Anitsky or Licorice off shortly thereafter. And I think Fate got an amazing day too. But there were just some really questionable plays, questionable plays for me for me from blabber there are a few other times in the game when he ulted and i was like what are you doing right like you're ulting amazing fine i guess you can kill the gragas first um it's a good target to all in lieu of anything else but he would be significantly far ahead of his team he'd be significantly farther away from his team and it just seemed a really a few really weird engaged choices for me. I love Blabber. I think he's a great player, and I enjoy his presence on the team. But this game, I, I spent a lot of the game going, well, like, I, I'm not really sure about that fight. I wasn't really sure what you were doing there. And I don't think it was his fault they lost the game. But I think some of his decisions gave 100 Thieves a little bit of an edge. And 100 Thieves just had some really good picks. They had a really good gank bottom where they just caught Zazel in a bush out of position. And they chained Grag Assault, Rakan W, and Zaya Root perfectly. Like, it was picture-perfect, beautiful, what they were able to do. And the TK nerfs hurt. Uh, I think there was a time mid, in the 2v2 mid, where Zazel tried to spit Sneaky over the wall, but with the nerfed range, he wasn't able to get him over the wall, which is unfortunate, but... It was, it was sort of hard. I wasn't really sure what happened. I, I kind of, in my memory, I imagined C9 getting stunned, but that's just because I'm dramatic. Um, <laughs> when it really just felt like a sort of a very even game until like 25-ish minutes when 100 Thieves started to run away um, with it. And that's when they were starting to win more and more fights and C9's positioning started to get weirder, right? Like you have the fight in Blue Side Jungle again where... Licorice is all the way by the entrance to the enemy base. Um, Niski's getting killed in the blue pit. And Licorice is alone on Akali all the way back there getting CC chained. And the carries are on Niski. And Niski gets like, I think he gets like three or four hit by Bang's autos. And so it seemed like they just sort of let Bang scale. And Bang played extremely well. He was really back on that old crit marksman grind that we I sort of come to expect from him. Or I had come to expect from him anyway. But... Um, it just seemed like <clears throat> what really happened was <sighs> there were a few questionable fights and it looked like they weren't all always on the same page. And I think that's, I've tended to see that happening, not just with C9, but a lot of the top teams when they pick, the, pick these sort of quasi dive comps, like a lot of the Akalis I've seen in, in these games, this split, even like when TL lost to Echo Fox, they are always on like the other side of the fight from their team which is fine if you're able to one-shot the enemy marksman and get out or like disrupt the backline. But if you're just dying and then your team on the other side of the fight is dying, it, it doesn't seem to work. Um, but overall, I'm not even really sure like how C9 lost other than 100 Thieves like bot lane just playing extremely well and the rest of their team sort of playing off of them. And taking advantage of a few missed, sort of miss, missed calls. Do you have any thoughts? Uh, I just, I don't, I don't really like the, uh, Akali and the... I don't, but... And the, uh, uh with Silas picks. Silas just got nerfed, and for most people, it's like, he's gone. He's, he's out of the meta. We said this last week, and it's just like, I don't, I don't see this being I think that this is a advantage fine, for them. I think it's a fine comp to take it, because there's some very good ultimates to steal. I, I guess... I mean, Rakan Alt and Grag Assault, if you can get them off, and even Aatrox Alt, if you're ahead. But Aatrox Assault both... virtually just makes you run away and kind of makes your W better at healing. It makes you, gives you the revive, though. 
Yeah, yeah, but I've never I'm, okay. seen Silas pull that old, use it, and then proc the revive. Fair enough. I don't know. I just think that I don't think it was the worst pick. I maybe would have liked to see something else because of the nerf. But if it's what he's comfortable on, it's what he's comfortable on. Um, I don't know. It it just seemed like they didn't really have a lot of coordination. Maybe this squad doesn't have a lot of practice or as much. I mean, definitely not as much practice with Blabber, but. Um, it just seemed like overall there were some miscommunications about where people should be going. I think Oriana and generally I don't even like. Better. I generally don't like Ash on dive comps anyway because she's so immobile. Yeah. Like if your top side are all diving in with uh, EQ flag and drag, Akali's dashes and Silas dashes, then you have Tom Kench and Ash alone. And like, okay, you're on the back line, and now you have like unrestricted Ash uh, access to Ash. And that's really bad for Ash. He has to spend a lot of that time kiting, a lot of that time running, a lot of that time ulting defensively or trying to ult defensively, which you don't want her to be doing. You want her to be using her ult aggressively, which Sneaky was good about uh, generally. But I don't know. It, it seemed like a weird sort of mix for me. I would have rather seen like a Kaisa or an Ezreal or, or something a little bit more capable of following the top side, especially because a lot of the deaths that seemed unnecessary were when one or more of the top side were way way deeper into the team than everybody else so so they last picked this silas but silas yeah, I remember. got body so i'm guessing they have an awful awful read on it silas's power and if silas is good into like victor already which i didn't think he was all that great into victor because silas is kind of low range and victor loves fighting low range melee champions because yeah. he just gets to pick on you. So, I don't, I get, like, if you were going to lane swap this, I guess that might work. Because Silas seems like he can out outskill Aatrox. I know a lot of champions can. But uh, Aatrox does good into Akali just because he has massive AoE damage that Akali can't dodge with her shroud. So... That's just a, a nice bonus. And then you have Gragas to help that out. That's just that's just really good to uh, get topside rolling. But I I just... This comp doesn't look like it goes together for me. Yeah, it's a bit of a dive comp and a kind of a pit comp. But I'd much rather just see Orianna in the mid lane. Like, why not? Why wouldn't you just do that? Or, like, Syndra. Cause... No, I completely agree. It was a little bit weird. I just don't think it was the worst. <laughs> and I think that... I mean, maybe Oriana would have helped. They had good ball delivery, but like, to me, it seemed more of a cohesion and communication thing, and just like a where they should be in the fights and in general. But you know, I don't know. I was definitely bummed to see. <laughs> like, I, who else could they have played mid here? Because I feel like there's a long list of virtually every other mid laner that probably would have done good here. We could play Lux here. Why don't you play Lux here? Lux sounds good here, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, Lux definitely sounds strong here, uh, and it's a good flex. I mean, they last picked it, but whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it was odd. Uh, and I think that a lot of the games we've seen C9 losing where we didn't expect them to lose were because of otter drafts, but this one felt less like the draft and just more like a communication thing. Um, but that's just my take. Maybe. Um, although I don't think the, I don't think the draft was top tier by, by any stretch. Maybe uh, C9 just can't play anything besides Yasuo Gragas anymore with Blabber. <laughs> That might well, be, that honestly might just be it. Just Blabber might not be able to keep up with everyone, though. I, I don't know. I'm still feeling like this is a lot of a mid lane issue. 
I think it's a mid lane issue. I mean, Blabber did have some have some moments where it wasn't that he wasn't caught up with the team, but the team wasn't caught up with him, right? Like when he was ulting in alone and stuff. I mean, that's his MO, man. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I know. I'm aware, but uh, I like Blabber, and I think he offers a nice counterbalance to Sven Skarin. I just, I feel like if you're putting him on J4, that's too safe. You gotta be putting on, putting him on. You didn't something. even know Kang J4. He went full damage J4. Which I, I, yeah, I guess that's a. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Did he go bruisery to damage or full damage? He didn't go lethality, but. Yeah, that's a. <sighs> he was building more health. I guess he was probably gonna go for sterics again, but I just. I don't know. I feel like you need the raw tank in this. Like, look, look. You go this tank team needed with Oriana, full tank. Boom. There, you got a this team. This team call. needed a full tank, especially because the support item we had to get first on TK was Redemption. Right, like we don't Hang offer on. a lot of tanks. Was Skarner up? I don't think so. Skarner's up. Why don't pick Skarner? Uh, that's fair. I don't. I feel like the mid and jungle had so many better options they could have picked, and s instead of trying to run this backline divey bruisery pick comp, which just feels like it was trying to be forced to work, and it just didn't. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. TSM, Acadian or Greek? Okay. I think Acadian is just not great. He's it. Look, he's just not performing on stage. He is like one in five or something, or one in three. I don't know. He is only won one game. Out of yeah, uh, yeah, I think he's one and four. He's won one game, and that game, he didn't look that great. He really just kind of looked like he was sort of helping a little bit and kind of along for the ride. He he had to back, la I think level two because he couldn't finish red buff that game because he was too low. And I'm just like, why are we, why are we here? How did we do this? Now we delayed his predator by a minute and a half. Because of that, because of that stupid ass move, but I just, Akadian looks more consistent to me. Greg has been looking really good. He's been looking like he knows what he wants. Uh, TSN's been playing good with him. They're really meshing. They're really gelling. His uh, champion pool's looking pretty, uh, pretty good. I don't know. He's only gotten four or five games, but yeah, I don't know. I like Greg. I want to see more Greg. I don't want to see more Akadian. I think Greg has been performing better. I agree that Acadian stepped up. I think it's true that Acadian stepped up to what he needed to do last split. But this split, now that Greg is back, Greg has seemed to be to me more convincing as a jungler, more solid as a jungler. Jungler has had better um, organization with the team, and it has just generally performed in a way that Acadian hasn't. Maybe it's the stress of sharing the spotlight for Acadian. I'm not sure. But whatever it is, is I think Greg is performing better, and I think Greg definitely should be the sort of first pick for TSM? Uh, I think, when did Greg start? Beginning of last year, right? Beginning of 2018? I don't 2018? remember. I can't remember who their jungler was before that, and I'm pretty sure it was just him. But it just, he looked fine the year before that. Like, I didn't have any problems with Greg before that, and it's like, yeah, we got a new jungler, but it's, it's whatever. He's doing pretty good. And then Acadian comes in, he does just as good if not better they finally make a final with, with Acadian and Acadian's looking really really good and he he's just not living up to it he's not he's he's just not the same Acadian he was I don't I don't know what's wrong because last split he looked like 
the quote-unquote shad of the team where you would just always be looking for it. Sure, he got caught out a little bit like Sven Skarin kind of does, but he and was... Mike Young before Greg, by the way. That was it, yeah, okay. Um, like, he he's aggressive, and TSM really needed that aggression, but right now, I it just... It seems like TSM need the consistency of Greg, and they should probably work on that instead of working with Acadian. Now, I don't have their scrim results, but to be honest, the scrim results don't get you into playoffs. No, <laughs> they definitely don't. So, uh, is that all we got? Yeah, I didn't have much on this one, to be honest. I mean, I feel like most people are going to have the same agreement if you aren't watching their scrims. Uh, especially after, especially after uh, this last two, these last two weeks, where the week before they ran two games of Greg, this week they're running uh, two games of Acadian, uh, and Acadian did not look as good. <laughs> so, uh, I you know what the other thing might be? It might be that Acadian isn't a I don't want to say accustomed to, but he isn't able to keep up with this kind of stress of having to keep competing for his job week to week. And, I just said that, yeah. Hmm? Oh, I'm sorry. I I'm just not, said that. I might have missed no, that. But th this is a no, I completely agree. It's, I don't think it, I think it might be for me. In my head, I, I'm thinking, well, maybe Acadian's just like worried about the job. And I, mean, I guess Greg was there before with Mike Young. But like, um, I think generally, for whatever reason, outside of scrims, which I don't know anything about, Greg is just looking so much better. <laughs> like, I think y'all just got to start starting him. Ugh. So yeah, please start Greg. Please stop making me feel this pain, TSM. Just play yeah. Greg for all of Rift Rivals. Please, I don't... Please. And that's what really matters. Okay. So, FlyQuest? Alright, so, for context on this topic, I just have Fly. What the fuck? <laughs> WTF question mark. That is all that is in the notes. I can I confirm this. So, FlyQuest are currently last place. How do they Not go worth. from fourth to last? I, I don't think either of us anticipated this. Nobody anticipated this. Everyone's like, yeah, they're gonna get it, and then... Oh. Is no I don't even know anymore. Did they go 0-2 this weekend? I think so. Let's see. Yep, yep, they did. I don't... What happened? I don't... I don't understand what they're, what they're going for and what their problem is. I don't think they, oh, excuse me. Uh, I don't think they have an idea about what their team wants to play around. I don't think they really have a, a game plan going into most of their games. They always seem to show up, so, sorta, and then they just kind of fall apart. I just, I don't know. It, yeah, I completely, like, I was, like, thinking a lot about this topic because I wanted to have something insightful to say, but, like, it really just looks like they don't have a cohesive team idea or identity. It looks like they're all just not sure what to be doing or where to be going, and I'm not sure how that changed from last split to this split. If they just got lucky a lot last split, that seems unlikely, but um, this split they've been... And extremely disappointing, and I really have been struggling to understand why. So, I've been, I've been looking at Viper and trying to see is Viper gonna kind of really improve this split, and I guess he has. But at the same time, 
they added, I think, I think they add Sent. No, no, they had Centaurin from last split. But Centaurin doesn't seem to be really like playing up to his normal standard. Belter, his TSM standards. Yeah, his TSM standards of making uh, Centaurin win MSI, or not MSI, uh, IEM, or was that amazing? Uh, either way, I really don't remember. You've got three three players who have gone to. I'm sorry. You have four players who have gone to world on this team because they played Wadid this weekend. They were waiting on his uh, visa, apparently. Um, Understandable. And I I guess Wadid's probably better than JJ, but it did come from Rogue, which probably which went like two and sixteen last split for any of you. So, I don't know. I have no idea. You went to Worlds with G2 and won, I think, two championships? What, did it two championships? And yeah, I think. At least one. But, I just... This team just should be working. They got veterans on this team. They should understand how to play the game. They should understand what they're doing together. It, it's just but like, not. where are we going now? <laughs> how did you get here? Like... How, how did we not, get here? How are you not beating all these other teams which just seem to have erratic issues and don't know where their asses like Cause see, they also don't know where their asses are. I don't like But how does this happen to Poe Belter and Wild Turtle? I have no it. idea, but you've been disrespecting Wild or Poe Belter for years, so <laughs> You play on CLG, it's gonna happen, man. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't disrespect Double Lift when he was your fucking AD carry. No, no, no. We were winning back then. <laughs> those were the good times. Those were the those before were the, the rain days. That was before, before the before the rain days. came. We were happy. The dark days that never happened in that exhibition year. I just, I, I, I put, I put this hoping that I would have something. You know, yeah, inside I was, to what's wrong with their team, and I, ju I'm just at a loss for how to fix this team. I feel the same way when you said that when you I first read that I was like I'm gonna watch a bunch of their vods, I'm gonna pay t close attention and I was like oh guess what I have no idea what's going on here, <laughs> I was like oh I hope Anthony is something because I just don't know what's happening. Their only win is against TSM, and that's because Viper got Riven into Aatrox I think right yeah, and he just Riven destroys Aatrox if you're good at Riven by the way. If you're not, if you're playing Riven, and Viper's you lose good at Aatrox, Riven. you're just not, you're just not good at Riven, man. You gotta, oof. That matchup sucks. I hate that matchup. Oh, you got I've nothing. never played it. It's, it's, it's so annoying. It's so annoying. I'm not a top laner. I avoid it like the plague. So yeah, um, I, I guess their only win condition is put Viper on Riven and hope he carries. And pray. I, look, I, they might just need a new jungler. That might solve a lot of their issues, but... Their support doesn't seem to be in a much better spot either. So, who knows? Support well, hopefully with Wadid, they improve revolution. synergy as time goes on. Yeah, that's the that's the hope. But when you're 1-7? in seven? Yeah, I think one, when you're 1-7, in seven, it's hard to be like, Yeah, we have to win every game for the rest of the split. Fuck. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just... It, it, you got these, got these teams, man. You just don't know. I don't know what to do with him. Alright, we got a, a player focus this week on CLG Ruin. Player focus! <laughs> so, uh, Ruin is an import from the TCL, who I think is actually an import from... 
Korea, technically. You just pull him up real quick. You yeah, he has Korea. He has, well, I don't know everyone's residency off the top of my head. But we did. Okay, we knew we were talking about Korea. So he has Korean residency, so he still counts as an import from Korea. Uh, I just. So Ruin came in, and he's looking pretty good. CLG's been kind of on an upswing before this weekend. Korean residency? Uh, he's never been on a Korean team. I know, right? <laughs> what the fuck? I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> what? I, I've been asking been on... that question forever. Alright, anyway, keep going. So, he came in, and he looks like he's meshing with CLG pretty well. And... He's looking okay for a top laner in NA. Then I look at his stats and I'm just like, what the hell are these stats? He's 11th out of 12 at a 1.2, or 1, I'm sorry, 1.7 KDA. He's, he's second to last above someday. Yikes. <laughs> I don't know what's more annoying about that stat. That someday's below him or that, that he's one. second lowest and he, like he kind of looks okay. He's it's also, the someday one. He's also second highest average deaths. But yeah. he has the second most uh, gold difference at 15 at uh, 392. So I just... This, I don't know what this proves that stats mean fucking nothing in League of Legends. Or that ruined stats are just so erratic and he seems to be... Uh, he seems to get a lot of gold from his team. Like, j just looking at the stat line in general. It seems like he... Either other teams focus away from top lane and therefore he gets to play the game a little bit. Or he just... Uh... He just gets extra farm. Because I think he's pretty high on uh, CS per minute. Mm. And... Uh... I think he's actually pretty high on solo kills total. I think he's tied with, uh... He's tied with Haunter or something. No, he's tied tied with Broken Blade. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's tied with Broken Blade for CSD at 15, which is minus three. At seventh. So, mm -hmm. I, I, it's hard to read into these stats and draw any real conclusions just because they mean like they, they're showing so many different things. And I guess, I guess he knows how to get plates, which is where I expect him to get the gold from. But I, I'm I'm guessing uh, CLG just drop Harold top a lot more than other teams. So mm -hmm. you, what did you find on Ruin? Not much different than you. Um, I was also surprised by the statistics. Um, especially, yeah, I also found that 11 out of 12 thing, and I was like, what the fuck? Because like, <laughs> watching Rune play, you, he doesn't feel like that doesn't feel like... Yeah, it doesn't like feel like he's he, hard inting and just dying no, like me. Hootie has a higher KDA than this! <laughs> which is shocking to me. Anthony, that's mind-boggling. I have a higher KDA than Rune. <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> All I just... <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say that. But you shouldn't. You really shouldn't. I shouldn't. I'm terrible at this game. But Rune feels like a good fit for CLG in the sense that he, even though his stats are a little bit subpar, he seems to be what CLG needs. Um, it seems like when they need him to step up, he steps up. And when they need him to fade in the background, he doesn't lose them the game because of it every time, right? Like, if we were coming into this both thinking, which it seems like we were, like, we were both thinking, well, Rune's pretty good. 
right? Like, Rune's not that bad. He's good for CLG. And then we find out his stats are bad. Well, then, oh, man. Well, we have to look at why we thought he's good. And for me, it's because when I'm watching CLG play, I'm like, okay, well, Rune's doing what he needs to be doing to help the team, right? Like, he's never really, in my eyes, he never feels like the reason they are losing the game, which to me is is important. There were times when Darshan felt like that. There were times when Darshan hard carried. But Rune feels significantly more consistent um even if his stats are kind of low and, and maybe it is just the case that in professional league of legends stats aren't that important because you don't always have to have every single player be the hyper carry sometimes you need a uh, player who can sit back and play tanks or play bruisers and not get a hundred percent of the resources and hard carry the game on like fiora or quinn or some bullshit well, K- case play a uh, split push yeah and you just have them do what you need them to do and when you need them to carry or when you need them to split push, they can do it. And when you need them to be a meat wall who gets no gold, they can do it, right? And that seems to be what Rune's role is, right? Like, he seems to be an out-and-out role player. He does what his team needs him to do. He's never really the star. Like, he kind of is sometimes, but he's never really, like, the guy. And he's never the one losing the game because of that either. So maybe that's just what CLG needed. Maybe they just needed someone who was going to be able to consistently fill whatever role they needed. And Rune was was that in a very all-around way. Uh, or maybe we just were too blind to notice the terrible stats. And it turns out stats matter and he's trash. I don't think that's the case. But <laughs> I mean, his stats probably matter, but I don't think he's trash. Even this weekend, they pulled out a lane swap against uh, Aurelia so they could try to match it up against Renekton because Renekton just bodies Aurelia. So I watched that game, but I want you to know that I'm still such an old League of Legends player that you said lane swap, I imagine. Top and <laughs> like the full, top yeah, top bottom. Yeah. I was like, that seems really weird. And then I was like, oh, he means mid. <laughs> Yeah, no, there a lot of teams have actually been doing this, trying to get uh, better matchups for Aurelia. Though to be honest, the uh, uh, Victor matchup doesn't sound a whole lot better. Who was the enemy top? Um, Nico. I to be honest, you're really trying not to put Redacted up against Nico because that's a bad time. Nobody wants to play that. That just no. sucks. So that sounds really brutal for the Renekton player. It, it is. It, I hate playing into casters on Renekton. But so so the other thing I noticed about Rune is that he has eight unique champions. So yeah, you mentioned that I actually wasn't paying attention to that, but I was surprised when I heard it. He has a Vladimir game where he has a zero KDA. Like zero zero zero. Uh, no zero three zero. He died three times and had is that zero kills. Zero KDA or is that a negative three? Uh, that's a technically a zero. Alright, it's not great though. It's not, it's really not. Hang on, let me just Did they win that game? No, 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 that was a defeat, hundred percent of defeat. Uh yeah, Dokla bodied him. Damn. <laughs> On Poppy, the only champion Dokla can play. Uh and they tries. Yeah. They just got steamrolled that game. Oh, like the whole team did. And oh they had they had two kills that entire game. Damn. So I, I just That's not a rune that's not Rune's fault though. So using the eye test with Rune, he definitely looks like he's gelling. And I think the eight different champions and still his stats aren't that great, but it's it's playable. It's not bad. So I I, I think it, it from by comparison how Darshan seemed to be playing the bastard, at least how he was working with the team, this is an upgrade. 
But overall, I don't know how much higher of a ceiling Ruin has, and I don't think it's that high. I don't think you're wrong. I don't have much more to say about him. Okay. Okay. Should we get on to the big, juicy topic? Oh, yeah, the biggest, juiciest topic of this week. I don't like that, and you're stopping it right now. We're talking about Rift Rivals. NA greater than EU. Get ready to get fucking slapped. How can EU be coming into our home turf? And take our trophy from us. The year before, by the way, they like they uh, they literally took our trophy and left it in the EU studio the first year because they didn't bring it home. No respect. No respect. But no how respect can you come into region. our house and act like you own the place and you're just gonna lose, man? When you're just gonna get bodied, you're, you're just gonna take gonna no lose. games. Gonna go 0 3 and everything. You bring in these three nobody teams that nobody's ever heard of. Who's heard of teams? G2, Fnatic, and Orange? Like, come on, man. They're fake. I'm pretty sure they're f made up. Like, I'm pretty sure they made up Fnatic for this. Like, who would even name a team that? And uh, that kind that logo? Hideous. Who would even do that? G G G2's coming off the hot one of that meme tournament, MSI. Oof. That literally no one gives a shit about, by the way. It's a meaningless tournament. There's only like eight teams that even play in that tournament on the entire international circuit. Like, come I know, on, right? Man. It's like fake as fuck. Oh, wow. Two teams that are borderline it's the, grief. It, it's the new IEM, man. Absolutely. It's just as useless for predicting international success. Okay, I can't do this much longer. <laughs> I only um, have so many, so many jokes I can pull Yeah, up. I only have so many memes about how you use trash. Anyway, format, round robin, relay race. Please explain those to me. Okay, so the way that this is going to work out is each of the teams are going to play each other once, I think. So mm -hmm. the TSM plays each team three times and then so on and so forth. Uh, then they're gonna go on to a relay race and for the first three rounds of the relay race I think uh, The winner of the previous round robin whoever had uh, the better record is gonna get a pro Counter pick priority for the first for the first and second and third games and then second game the other team gets it and that's blind pick for the last two. And oh, I'm excited for the blind pick. I like when Korea used to do that in, like season three. <laughs> no, 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 I mean um, I mean, like you're picking the team that you're putting up. Oh fuck! Never mind. That's cowardly. <laughs> Remember when there were two Shens and two Z in every Korean finals? Anyway. Bigger. <laughs> what so, was that? And Monty with the. Ugh. Uh, if you're if you're still confused, you can just go look it up. It's on the announcement page for why Rift yeah. Rival is going to be in. They NA actually have a pretty helpful know. graphic, to be honest. Yep. Uh, so. I'm looking forward to it. I, I really like the like kind of non. I, I want to say non-standard, but for this it is kind of standard. But like we're not really used to swapping out teams all that often. And honestly, um, I I want that. That sounded like a lot of fun when Korea did it instead of just doing a best of, or Korea and China. I mean, uh, instead of just doing a uh, best of three or whatever we did between all of the teams, because why would we do that? That was so dumb. Uh, I wanted to see this really like work together, pick and choose kind of thing going going into it. Yeah, that's something that I'm excited about in terms of the format. I, I, I'm I'm always interested in changing up the format because at this point the format feels so damn stale. Yeah, especially because it's a meme event, right? Like a bo it's, a series of bo threes and a like literal meme event. I mean, it's, like, I wouldn't call it a meme event. I like it I started because of a meme. What meme? 
I think greater than EU. Anyway, that's um, not why it started. It started I know, because they wanted international. But like, it's, okay, but you understand. Like, this event is not like what we're looking. at. This is not an MSI. This is not a world. Right? I, st- like, I still don't like it when teams treat it that way, and that's always been an issue with. Uh, that's M- fair, but I'm not. A, I'm not on a professional team, and I'm just saying I like switching up the style. Like, I would not be happy if they did change the style of worlds or even MS, like MSI drastically. I but this, I'm like, okay, that's fine. This looks fun. You know because this to me seems like it will be more exciting to watch and what i want out of rift rivals is like sheer like w- like rift for na versus eu excitement like that's why yeah. i watch it it's not for like i'm the, you, it's not the reason i watch world do you remember the battle of the atlantic no uh, yes it, uh, it, that was i love that series that was a great series that uh in the like the lcs back then did which was both na and eu uh, and yeah. it, it was a great way to Back kick, in off the the, uh, <laughs> kick off the, I think, 2015 season? No, 2014 season, because 2015 was an All-Stars thing. Mm-hmm. So... I, I love that this kind of thing is coming back, and I like them trying different formats. Another format I honestly want them to try in future is the, um... is the permanent champion pick format, where you can only pick a champion once over a whole series. Disagree. I want to see that happen. I want to see that happen in a, in a pro setting because I want people to start going deep into those into those champion pools. If it's not going to happen at Rift Rivals or All Stars, where's it going to happen? Well, I would I would like to see that as an All Stars event, maybe. But like, like I, I, as much as I want this to be about real uh, region versus region battle, I also want be. them to like do more things. Like they're having, uh, I think, a two v two tournament. Uh, two. At Rift Rivals. Yes. Yeah, but I don't. I like that. I like a little bit of fun in there. Uh, they're gonna have a snowdown showdown, and we still don't. <laughs> so uh, look, I'm I'm happy to watch those events. That I always love watching those events. All right, so um, uh, three more little like kind of subtopics I want to just kind of cover real quick. Yeah, the real talk, not the meme format <laughs> yeah, yeah. talk. Uh, <laughs> I just said the format just so that we put it before the real talk. I know. Uh, how does Origin TSM and C9's recent inconsistency sort of impact Rift Rivals? So for context, uh, Origin is three and three. TSM are I think five and three, and C9 are they in the same spot at five and three? I think they are, but I don't remember. I will double check real quick. Standings, because I I'm pretty sure yeah they're all tied for second at at five and three, and T and uh, TL is at six and two. They would have both been oh man they they could have all three of them been six and two this weekend. Ah, uh, would have been lit. Uh, okay, real talk. I have not been paying attention to Origin. I don't know. I can't answer that question. TSM and C9. Uh, my hope is that they can perform well. I think I'm worried about the G2 matchup. Fnatic and Origin, I'm a little less concerned about for them. Because I think G2 is like significantly the best team there. <laughs> right? Like By kind of a lot. I think the only one they can really like stack up against is Team Liquid. I hope C9 and TSM can take games off G2. It would make me very happy to see. Uh, I believe firmly in both TSM and C9 to get serious, cut the experimental stuff, and like really play their League of Legends when they need to, right? Like for me, a lot of the inconsistency in TSM and C9 tends to look like experimentation and like trying new comps or like or really like odd comp choices that they then don't, I know don't have to do, and I confident those teams and their coaching sets know they don't have to do those sort of odd formats odd comps so if it's something they're really interested in taking seriously i have no doubts that they could pick really serious strong comps and and try 
extremely hard and succeed uh, on the international stage. But that's just because they're two really great teams with really great works. So I think the real thing to look out here, look at here, is that uh, there are two NA teams and one EU team on here. Uh, Fnatic and G two have been looking like straight fire in EU. Uh, they are a week behind us, just for clarity. Is Fnatic that good? Because I actually have not been paying They're attention. undefeated, and they beat G2 last weekend. Oh, in that case, never mind. I take back what I said about Fnatic, <laughs> or G2 being the only team there. I really don't follow the EU LEC. Uh, I, 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 bar- I barely do. I just kind of follow their match records. Uh, I literally don't even... <laughs> I didn't even bother to look them up for this. <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's really hard to be like is this gonna doom NA and say absolutely yes but it definitely looks like TSM and C9 aren't firing on all cylinders at the moment and maybe by I think it's Thursday where they're starting this yeah it's on the, t- the 27th uh, that's the first day so maybe by Thursday they can kind of have it together and kind of have at least decide, okay, we're going to play these kinds of comps at Rift Rivals just because why the fuck would we kind of diversify and give away picks for no reason. Uh, I agree. So I, I think if they kind of buckle down and pick a comp to play, uh, they'll be fine. And hopefully these three teams will work together because I'm like 85% sure that they've been screaming each other non-fucking stop for the past month. <laughs> just... I don't know. Something tells me that these three teams like to scrim each other a lot. Do you know? Do, would you happen to agree with that sentiment at all? I would because I'm not an idiot. Um, <laughs> I very much would like to uh, agree with that because I'm not very dumb. Well, I'm kind of dumb. All right, right, let's go to the second little topic. Do you think G2 is going to solo carry this? Not if they got beat by Fnatic. If anything, Fnatic's going to solo carry it. I. I, I have no idea. How, I really don't even know who's on Fnatic right now, so I couldn't even tell you anything about them. But I would expect one of those two those two teams to be the real threat then for NA. Less origin, maybe I'm just conky because you put them on this list and I don't follow EU enough at all to make an educated assessment. But um, I don't know. I don't think G2 will solo carry. Maybe they will, but I think they'll at least have a rough time against TL, hopefully. Uh, but I have no idea. So uh, This I'm... is a hard segment for me because I literally don't know anything about these European teams. <laughs> so... With G2, I was... Uh, the reason I said this is because G2 seemed to have wacky picks, and they seemed to be willing to pick something strange, like Pike Top. Uh, I so I think somebody played uh, Tom Kench Toplin in EU. I'm not sure if it was them. But that's not, that's something I would 100% see them bringing out into a stupid matchup just because they can. Uh, but So they might just be like, hey, let's pull something stupid out and just play it. Because they're not going to expect it, and maybe it'll win, and it'll just be hilarious. I think they're likely to do that, and I think that's likely to be beneficial to them. So I think if somebody on uh, from EU is going to like carry the entire region on their back, it'll probably be G2. If not, I think Fnatic and G2 will probably just work together and be uh, rather strong. Whereas NA may or may not, depending on how TSM and C9 solidify. So, I guess that's really that. Uh, anything else you want to say about it? No? Alright. Got one last... I do not. One last subtopic. Can TL TL redeem themselves? Cut you off, get slapped. Can TL redeem themselves? I think this is is their moment. They gotta get the belt This not worlds. This not worlds. The world championship belt is coming. 
It is coming so, to NAE. Yeah, you're right. We have to go through the whole arc. You're right. We have to do the whole arc. We don't we just get to win. We want the belt back. We held it for like 24 hours. We want it back. If we win this, hell, TSM might get the belt. Who knows? I we think TL could redeem NAE. themselves um, just based on their play, especially because in the last week coming in, they looked like they were solidifying, and I, I do not doubt that these teams have been scrimming non-stop in preparation for any international event. Um, I think that's just a responsible thing to do, even though it's not the most serious one in a lot of people's eyes. Um, I think TL has definitely the possibility, but if Fnatic and G2 are as strong as you are telling me they are, and I don't have any reason to doubt you, uh, I think it'll be difficult, but I think doable. All right. So I'm looking forward to Rift Rivals. It's going to be a good week. Uh... Me too. I would do predictions, but we're both going to say NA is going to win because fuck EU. NA greater than EU. <laughs> so uh, you want to you wanna take us on home? Oh, yeah. Okay. That'll do it for uh, week four coverage of the Legendary League Lens podcast. Catch us every Monday at 7. Uh, Twitch, on Twitch.tv. No, Twitch.tv slash Nizzy2k11. Catch the VODs on my YouTube channel. Have a nice day. Have a good night.